There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be sorry. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com. BBQ.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. There you go. Uh, that's it for Silence the Voice. What a year. Thank you very much. The last time. We, we play heard that anything, uh, anything oh, no, no, we, we won't. We won't at all. We won't until they probably take it. But we'll, we'll, well, let's see. They're working on it. That's right. January 4th, we find out what the new theme song for this show is. And so far, and I think this is probably six, maybe seven years of this, I've been pleasantly surprised by all of them. Sure, Brett says this one this year wore thin on him. That's okay. Well, I'm not used to hearing you know the, the same song for 200 days. You, know you work I mean? in radio. Like, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I turn that down. I don't oh, have to that's listen. True, that's you know, right. That's Back right. to Green Day again. There's By no volume means, in the studio. Do it. <laughs> See, and that's what I appreciate about this station. No other radio station is allowed to say some of the music we play drive me. Like, I can't stand 311. If it's on, yeah. it's gone. Oh, yeah. I'm not any different than anybody listening. If I hear a – we can't possibly love all these bands. <laughs> it's funny because you'll be somewhere and somewhere, you know, I hate that song you're playing. I'm like, me hey, too. you at least get to change the station. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm on can. it. <laughs> I have to act like it's fun. <laughs> I don't like there's a, if 311 comes on I'm open about it. they don't and they don't program it anymore. That's something I started way back in my first years in radio. When a song I didn't like I'd be like that's the worst song we play on the air and then they program it. What are you doing? I'm like it's terrible. I don't want to play it. Don't put it in my shift anymore. You're an idiot. I'm like I know, but I can't help it. That song's terrible. Tangerine Speedo. <laughs> and I would break it so we couldn't play it ever again. They just keep reprinting it. Uh, we have to say thank you to my friends, uh, the Ackermans from reactdefense.com, because they just dropped off all the cookies. There isn't, I mean, is there a cookie? There's a supply problem with cookies. It's because Joy Ackerman took all the I ingredients. Can't imagine the time. You no, should see it's... the pictures. That She starts this in like August, not the Christmas cookies, but starts, I think she does it all year, but starts baking stuff in her house. I don't know where she has the time. Just sheets. Like it's, I'm like, you need to get a professional kitchen and and they're amazing she is an a uh, incredible baker and they just brought over a a ton of treats so thank you to the gang at react defense 
the people that keep me in shape, also the ones keep me needing to be in shape by dropping off all this <laughs> it's nonsense. It's a brilliant move, Not actually. <laughs> I'm actually at the best weight and probably physique I've been in a, a long time, uh, thanks to physical therapy through them, because my shoulder and hip injury I had to be really diligent about keeping weight off this year. And uh, in one felt swoop, they're going to put it all back on, and I'm going to be right back. I'm going to be about 10, 12 pounds just off the plate they gave me. But it's worth it because it's phenomenal. So thank you. That's a, a more, than, sugar buzz. more than just a business relationship. That's a group of people that just uh, – they're just, just top-notch individuals. They're like having small-town neighbors. They're just great people. Uh, so thanks to the Ackermans for that. And uh, Brady has already done with half of his tray. By the way, Brady, I noticed uh, Scott Haynes says he's been reading uh, TMZ radio this morning and noticed that you've, you've been outed by three different people this morning for sexual encounters. They Uh-oh. didn't realize that. Uh-oh. Uh, Aunt Jemima says she was traumatized by Brady when he leaned over her neck and said, You smell nice. No, she, she actually it. so traumatized she had to change her name. I didn't know you were That's responsible good. for that. Brady also had an encounter with Little Debbie. She calls him a snacksual predator. <laughs> I like that. She's been groomed for years. That's right. Little Debbie. Hey, you know, she's been parading around like that. And then uh, another guy says, uh, I know Brady... Uh, Made the joke about the Peloton because he is in no threat at all from dying on one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that. Uh, anyway, they said, uh, the Ackerman said, you should like the Italian rainbow cookies, Brett. They're red, green, oh, and white. No, no. All right. Little Italian flags. That's no. right. I'm looking I'm at one right now. Anyway, it is a, uh, I'm getting a lot of, I think people are more appreciative this year because of what happened with 2020 and 22, the pandemic and all this stuff. They're kind of looking at like, you never know if this is going to be the last Christmas. <laughs> That's you know, the thing. People are, are going to go crazy, which is fun yeah. because they're thinking, well, what's going to happen in January? Yeah. Well, are we going to get shut back down? And President Doom and Gloom said yeah. it's a winter of darkness and death. <laughs> like, thanks a lot for that fireside chat, Dick. <laughs> it will be, I, I foresee a winter of darkness and death. Thank you. What do you got planned there, boss? Because I thought you were the one that said you were going to stop this. Any president should have been able to do it. A year ago, you were talking about this will be easy. And get that quarterback years vaccinated. Yeah, now he's worried about all that. But, yeah, so I think people are looking at I'm getting a lot of emails from folks going, hey, it's been a tough couple of years, but we like these are uh, – I know you guys probably get these. It says, you make my day at work, go by fast. I work at the airport. I drive from Casa Grande. I know that's stupid. Ooh. But thanks for the laughs. Hope you have an awesome vacation. We'll see you in 2022. Can't wait for the stories when you get back. I got a whole bunch of these, like, little email Christmas cards from folks just saying, hey, uh, we appreciate you. And we appreciate you guys, too. It's not a Pratt thing to say it. Um, we like that we have this relationship with you guys. It's a trust with a, a couple hundred thousand people we don't really know face-to-face. But the, the radio station, we're allowed to do the things we're allowed to do here. And everybody always says, how do you guys get away with it? Because our audience is cool. That's basically it. Yeah. You know? I mean, we got, we got, uh, we got a, we're all kind of the same people. You know, we have differences and all this stuff. We're all pretty much the same people with the whole, I'm kind of tired of this. You know, let's have some fun. So we appreciate that. I got this email from Greg Ronstadt, and this I loved. It's kind of long. So, dear John, I want to thank you for an excellent year of entertainment. I listen to the complete podcast every day. When you guys go on well-deserved breaks, it's sometimes hard to keep my daily rhythm going uh, with my work life because it's thrown off. That being said, here's my thanks to the crew for the year. I'll start with John. First and foremost, as the pilot of HMS, keep being yourself. And if you get canceled, I hope you saved enough to tell the world to go F themselves as they push you out the door. You have a beautiful mind, my friend, and I appreciate your objectivity and uh, uh, what say? Uh, perspective regarding the world at large. Brady, this is for you, my friend. Please take care of yourself, starting today. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think these guys are a little hard on you sometimes, and sometimes it's unreasonable. But it's because they love you. Those rose-colored glasses will only get you so far through the ER doors. <laughs> Although I wish you could see how awful the world is like us. I also agree it's people like you that can make the best of bad situations. You're one in a million, my friend. I've been to King's Island. I still have my Son of the Beast t-shirt. Nice. <laughs> Perhaps when you were working there. I attended a number of first-season Diamondback games, and I remember you. I could rant and chat and go on and on about Ohio, but I won't because it's awful. Toledo. <laughs> Hi, Richard. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so did I. You're the coolest, least cool person I've ever had the privilege of the slight glimpse into the life of. I appreciate you. Your desire for the open road and the more simple things in life is good perspective to have. I often feel bad about how much you get ripped on about your dad, but it's important to show the people, your listeners, and all the uh, reactive weirdos out there that not everything has to be a trigger. You are toast, but you know what? Toast is delicious. I encourage you to pursue your woodworking love, and I challenge you to make a dovetailed box in 2022. Use a jigsaw. I didn't say jig because I knew it would make Brett laugh. (laughs) See? (laughs) Come on, man. You beat him to the punch. (laughs) Do it by hand, however you like. I think you'll enjoy the process and learn a lot along the way. To Eric. (laughs) Wait, I'm sorry. Never mind. (laughs) To Brett. I'm delighted to have you on the show. Your talents were certainly wasted on overnights. Talents? When are you going to show us those? (laughs) Oh! Oh! But I admire your dedication and willingness to put your family life on the side to have a real job. It doesn't pay as much as what you do in the daytime, but it looks good for taxes. (laughs) Welcome to the world of the living. It can provide for the most uh, believable of alibis. I also enjoy your childish laughs. And when you say, ugh, gross, when we talk about big girls and reflexes regarding racism and gay stuff, you strike me as an everyman that's willing to play the game. I appreciate your honesty and your reactions. Don't let this world change you. Thank you. As the four of you are part of my daily life, I wanted to thank you for a year well done. If you made it to the end of this, John, uh, thank you. In the event uh, that you would like to pontificate on the absurdities of life, I'm delighted to chat about my email through email. Uh, Bits and pieces to everyone, uh, but probably just wanted to rant for a little bit. Keep up the great work. Don't get canceled. And if you do, I'll donate your podcast. That's nice. Appreciate the content. Greg, that was well. See, that should wrap up the that's show. It. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's you know, that was really nice. That. Done. These are the types of things that people are sending me today. You know, normally it's fart jokes or people breaking their legs or whatever. But I'm getting a whole bunch of those, and that's really nice. And those are those moments where, like, you know what? We got to sit back and smell the roses too, and say thanks to all you jackasses that participate each and every day with this absolute stupidity I call my job. I tell fart jokes, and they pay me. <laughs> You listen to me telling fart jokes, tell bad puns, and they pay you. You laugh at racism in a day and age when nobody's supposed to, and they pay you. Don't let them take that away. No, never. Toledo sleepwalks every single day through this building, and he gets a check every two weeks. So we have to be grateful of this situation as well. Occasionally runs into a door. But that's well, door window's tough. Door window. door window. He's the only man in the building who's done door window. It's, it was exclusively a female problem, but then Toledo did it, and I'm like, this is the... And he had the loudest one. It was a big door window. Tried to walk right through a door that was closed because there's a window in it. He's like a bird. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you to you guys, too. That's, uh, it's really nice to have you on board. And I don't know how many people email me every day. I got, a, I got a weird, blind relationship with folks I've never met before on my email. And for some reason, I trust you uh, and, uh, and believe that we're friends, even though. Every once in a while. I probably would never shake your hand because, yuck, you probably are gross and dirty like everybody else. It's funny to see every once in a while when we get, like, the Holmberg bound, roll a mat out, mm-hmm. and someone comes up that I've been 
corresponding with you for years. Yeah. I'm so and so. Here's my yeah. nickname. Like, and you know what? You know what's great about that? Because radio, you guys can find out what we look like now. Back in the old days, when you had a radio show, you liked meeting them was like, whoa! Remember the first time you saw Casey Kasem? Uh, what's the, really? And that's exactly how I look. And that's not what I pictured. <laughs> that is not at all what I pictured. You do not look like what I thought. And every morning show you've ever met, it's like, oh. But you guys have the luxury of the internet. Now the tables have turned. I get all these emails from folks. Guy comes up, hey, man, I'm Rexy. I email you all the time. Like, ah, ah. I pictured you as some sort of dashing debonair. Look at you. You're a pothead. And, that, you know, that, that certainly plays through, through true to, like, Rex when you see the women jocks. Like from oh. back in the day, you're like that sexy voice, that f me voice yeah. on the air, and then front you meet him, you're like, whoa, front butt, yeah, front butt, the still, birth, yeah. yeah. These, now ladies in radio have like Instagram pages, and they try to be sexy and mm-hmm. stuff because they have to. You don't get front butts anymore, and it used to fool you. Oh, yeah. oh, it used to fool you. I was a kid, and I remember hearing some people on the air. I'm like, wow, that Carol Springer sounds like a real piece of meat. <laughs> she well, was, man. <laughs> yeah, she was. Yep. <laughs> Mike Lombardi just said Food City. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Brady's uncomfortable. Carol might hear that. <laughs> but she sounded super sexy, and then she was just a regular. I pictured her in a bikini, like just parading around the studio being all hot. She's just a normal person. So I was disappointed. Radio used to disappoint you. Yeah, now right. the listeners disappoint us. It's great. Because you guys can, we're already, you know what we look like. We're already automatically disappointing. Nobody ever goes, I didn't think you'd look like that. My old answer used to always be, you thought I was a big black guy, didn't you? No. I'm like, well, then it's, what, what's the difference? I mean, why, why, do you, why do you bring it up? I just thought, basically what you're saying is, I thought you'd be better looking. Because nobody pictures an ugly person when they don't know what you look like. You always, you always put it in your head that they're probably pretty. You fantasize. You make a caricature of what you think. I know my voice for some people is sultry and hot. It makes the room humid, and then you meet me, and it destroys it. It's the antithesis. I am human Sahara to a vagina. I will dry it out like nobody's business immediately, nearly immediately on site. It's true. But I, we all trust you. I just you. get you match your voice. It's exactly how I picture you. You are the guy that I think. I, you know, it's funny, your voice, even knowing you, like if I just, I picture you. <laughs> if I could draw your voice, it would be this. It would be what, exactly what I'm looking at. A guy in a wrapping coat and a pair of shorts. Just trace my thumb and put a face on it. <laughs> Needed the Drake last night, man. It's cold. A little chilly last night. But I say that I trust you all through email, but that doesn't mean ask me for money. Because Rally Sally did that. And I didn't know who Rally Sally was. I was watching the news. I you got her good, man. Yesterday afternoon. Boy, did he. But Rally, Rally Sally. Okay, so here's that's what I said. All so right. I'm watching the news yesterday afternoon. And uh, they pop up. I mean, it was two days ago. And they did a story about Rally Sally gets duped. And uh, that big giant uh, Gary Harper from Three on Your Side goes over to her house and sits down. Rally Sally meets this guy on the internet, Facebook something. Hang on. And uh, and starts chatting with him. And he is a military, uh, I don't know, it's like a high-ranking military he guy. He was, yeah. His name was Eric Hill. Yep. Same as the old uh, linebacker. And he's going back and forth with her. So she's evidently Rally Sally is a very Christian woman. I'll tell you exactly who she is in a minute. Okay. Uh, so Rally Sally says that the you know they start falling in love through the Facebook. She starts having a relationship, and she's really excited because she would say something that uh, benefited her faith, and he'd fire back a scripture. And she's like, I was wildly impressed. He knew the scriptures, and I would say something, and then he would fire some scripture over that would apply to the situation. And I was immediately like, this is it. And she's Rally Sally's probably in her early 70s, I would guess. So Rally Sally 
gets a thing from uh, from the guy that says, "Hey, you got five hundred bucks I could borrow? I'm in a bind." And she goes, "Oh, I, yeah, I got that." So he said, uh, "Here's the deal. I need you to send it to me, but uh, why don't you cut holes, dollar sized holes, out of the middle of a book and send it in a book?" She's like, "Of course, of course, that's how I would do it. <laughs> that makes tons of sense. No questions." So she measures out a dollar bill in a book and cuts out holes like in movies when you open a book and there's a big yeah like, yeah and there's holes in it. It's the way they did it in uh, No Country for Old Men with the transponder. You cut a yeah. whole size of the transponder out and you put it in the thing. So 500 bucks goes out the door. And $500 is five bills. I don't know why I just put one in each page, but she did the coal cutting. And then, you know, time progressed and blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, he's like, how about 100 grand? Do you got 100 grand? And she goes, yes, I do. I do. I got to take out a loan for that, but I'll get it to you. And then she's got like seven or eight books, fills them with uh, rolls of ten, uh, tons of money, sends it over. Uh, in the end... She trusted this $160,000 before she ever met him or FaceTimed him or anything else. Turns out this Eric Hill guy is a real guy, but it wasn't who she was talking to. Rally Sally. Because she looked him up and you you can read about him. Got pictures. Rally Sally is the lady at Diamondbacks games that waves that flag way up in the Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And now we also know that Rally Sally is dead broke. This guy duped her for everything, and she's asking Channel 3 for a bunch of money now. And I say, you go to the Diamondbacks. They've been abusing that the whole time. But let's also say Rally Sally is a cautionary tale for everything I just said. Sure, I trust all these emailers and stuff as far as I could throw them. I don't know what you people are up to, and certainly not going to send you a book full of money. Somebody has to be more in Rally Sally's corner. Now when you say, oh, that crazy lady at the Diamondbacks that waves that flag, you were right the whole time. I feel bad for, but to a certain degree. If you're cutting holes out of pages out of books to hide money and you didn't question that, you might be crazy. That's not normal behavior. And that's certainly something you're going to get. She was due to get hit by something. Do I feel sorry for her? Sure. But. Do you feel sorry that, I mean, were you, or are you shocked that it happened to Rally Sally? Was I shocked? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. You know what? I didn't think of Rally Sally enough to know. I didn't know who that was until they actually said it at the end of the story. It's like, oh, that's why we're doing this story. The crazy lady at the Diamondbacks games turns out actually is insane. She's an old lady now, has no money, is dead broke. It's sad, but I'm more sad that she didn't have anybody in her life that could say, "What are you doing? Cutting pages out of books and sending yeah, that she, no. even a, yeah. a friend." Oh, Somebody. it's kind of a it's kind of a funny joke. Yeah, he makes me send it in the, books. Yeah. And You're then what? A picture of her holding bundles of ten grand, wrapped with the band. Yeah, here it comes. It's like so she photographed herself and the money, and then sent it off in books. Man, why didn't I think of that on overnights? That's Go on. Like, <laughs> you could have been duping people like oh, crazy. Man. But I have to say, Rally Sally, as sad as this is, come on. There's a little moment in there where you're like, uh oh. You kind of did this to yourself. Does Channel Three owe you this story? Is it a? She had to have, um, you know, some kind of collateral. A little something. She took a loan for a hundred k. She took a loan. Yeah, she took a little loan. She had some money too. But yeah. she, she. Oh, I think she put her house up. Yeah, she. She definitely that's had right. equity oh, and stuff. Man, that yeah, sucks. It sucks, but at the same but time, you're an idiot. how am I supposed exactly? Yeah. I, I don't want to be as as no. mean as Brett just no. was, but you're right. You're an idiot. Yeah, hundred percent. And is there a rule against that? The idiot rule. Like if they catch, but you're sending cash cut out of books. There's no red flag there. I mean, you're a lady who's known for flags. That's how in love you are. <laughs> I, I don't love anybody that much. No. Yes, I mean you're just Brady. Blind. You could say. 
Could I have a hundred thousand dollars? And I've loved you for a long time, buddy. Yeah. Be like, nope. For what? No, I would say no. <laughs> I'm not even going to say for what. I don't care for what. Can I borrow a hundred grand? If you need a hundred grand, you're not paying back a hundred again. So no, you cannot yeah. borrow a hundred grand. I've met this girl, Rally Sally. <laughs> she needs. The She's money. the one. It's not like borrowing twenty bucks at the bar. You know, it's no. Well, like last night at the game, I didn't have any cash. I tell Stebbings, I'm like, hey. I don't have any money for tipping this dude, so you throw the cash and we'll get it that way. It's like, okay. That's different than me going, oh, yeah. by the way, I also need uh, $100,000 for just – I met a girl online. I'm, well, let's FaceTime her. Oh, no, she's not into that. That's the rule. Like with Face – there's no way you should be able to get duped nowadays at all. There's no way. FaceTime exists. There's no more catfishing. It's impossible. It's too easy to find people. So Rally Sally, next time you see her at a Diamondbacks game, is going to be in tattered rags up there begging for money with that flag. And I, I have to say, I kind of blame her family if they exist at all. And her faith in God didn't really pay out that much. But this was, this is a story that people are trying to make sad, and I hate to tell you. I didn't read the, the, the whole sad. thing. When did it, you know, what happened? She ran out of money or when did she like, hey, wait a minute, this might not be – well, at 160 grand, and when she didn't have a house anymore, she's like, hey, I think I've been duped. Can we meet? Yeah, I need a place to live. Can please grab me a lunch. Can I see you over at, uh, you know, I, I guess the uh, Jersey Mike's has a, like a two for going. <laughs> I, I'm all in. I just, if I could just kind of hang with you for 20 Could you minutes. just send me one of the books back? Yeah. <laughs> right. Give me 10 grand to get me back on my feet. You seem to be doing really well. But $100,000 in one hit. And she's like, yeah, I could do that. I got that. I don't love anyone that much. My dad could go, I'm in a bind, man. I need a hundred grand to be like, yeah, you're in, well, that first part's true. You're in a bind, all right. You came to the wrong place. I'll help you the best I can. You can come stay with me. I'm not giving you a hundred thousand dollars. You're up to no good. What did you do that necessitates a hundred thousand dollars immediately? It's an investment opportunity. You don't have enough money to get into it. Sorry. You can't afford that. If my, my, you know what I want? I want that Ferrari that sits at the Maserati dealership when I get my oil changed. It's a million three. I want that. I don't know what you're Brady, waiting. I want that. Why are you waiting? So why don't you just give me a million three because I really want that. Oh, no, wait. It's because I can't afford it. I can't have it. There you go. It doesn't matter nowadays. You're entitled to exactly. it. Exactly. To uh, and that's because of George Bailey. He was the first crowdfunder. He started But, John, a couple of online girlfriends, you can get that Ferrari in less than a year. <laughs> right. Now, there's where there's where the... The brain has to kick in and go, you know what I could do is uh, pretend to be someone else and woo old ladies out of their dough. Mm. I would feel guilty not finding them and f***ing them. At least give them one good run, you know? I couldn't do this to an old lady without – I'd have to go to her house and give her a good old-fashioned – I'd get some WD-40 and a crowbar and I'd get back in there. <laughs> I'd give her the love and she hasn't had in years, in ages, in fact. But Rally Sally, I hope it all works out. But I think the Diamondbacks have to step up, right? Well, um, or do I they? was thinking maybe no. right off the bat. Kind of puts bat, us all in a bad spot. I think spot. they could just say, hey, look, um, tickets this year to Diamondbacks are on us. I think they were before. They were. Yeah, because she sits in the dollar seats. Like she, like the whole season oh, well, 100 then bucks. We're, we're, we're going to move you down a section. <laughs> we're going to put you in a suite. And no, you know what you she's going to do? She's going to give that away. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to end up giving that to a guy. Well, but basically, that that much. Rally Sally just wanted some D, and she was willing to pay for it. He was a wonderful man, and the scriptures and blah blah blah. Like you gave him a hundred grand because all of a sudden the drought was over. 
And your cracked lips started to like get blistexed together, and you started to realize there's life down there. Oh. They should do the promo at the Donovan games if they still do something. Now they've got something around the lottery or scratchers. Yeah. But Rally th- but, Sally. But there's where I'm. There's, your chances of winning money. <laughs> you could win Rally Sally's money. <laughs> Here's the thing. Because of her pseudo-celebrity, it puts a lot of people in a bad spot to reward her for this behavior. And not to say that she should it's, it, but suffer. It's beyond rewarding, John. But it's, I mean, I, you know, if someone feels, the, you know, feels empowered to like, all right, I want to help this lady. Sure, out. sure. You should. Yeah. But doesn't That's it, not rewarding. But now that, the Diamondbacks are like, oh, God, she's on TV and she's associating with us just because she's a big fan. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of dumb fans out there who probably lost a lot of money and a lot of dumb things. I mean, I've made some stupid investments in my life. I don't go over to the Steelers and go, hey, guys, how about a little, you know, throw a little pop for me, I lost a couple grand on this thing. You know, this FanDuel thing's kicking my ass. How about you? These are my decisions. Yeah. So the personal responsibility comes in. If she was 35, no one would care. Isn't that And maybe that's she's the, like, look, I, I did this to myself. I don't, you she's know, not. I'm not asking That's why you call TV. Yeah. She's not saying that. Who who tipped the story? She did. Who else? Knew it wasn't about it? Riley Steve. Who else knew? <laughs> the guy next to her is like Riley Sally. I noticed you're not eating. <laughs> I'm pinching pennies. <laughs> and what happened? I gave one hundred sixty thousand dollars to a phony marine. Holy crap! I'm calling the news. She called the news. And if she wasn't old, let no head or Ned know. Yeah, and it's you know, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. And the dude who's doing it should you know die in a fire. That's for sure. Hopefully he gets his. But. It's too easy to avoid nowadays. And now I, you know, I don't know. I'm torn on this one. I want Rally Sally to live, but I also want her to know this is part of living, that you did this to yourself. That's tough. So as a community, we're like, we should give her her money. But you know what she's going to do if we give her her money? She's going to get all moist down south of the next guy that says, hey, how you doing? And the next thing you know, she's cutting holes in books again. What's her number? Yeah, Brett, Brett's gonna fleece her for the last few. I'm gonna ring her Let's out. See if she falls. I'm gonna ring her out. Brett's gonna call and like, look, I'll give you the money, but yeah. here's the deal: yeah. I'm getting points. Here's the thing: there's a vig on this. As I suck the financial marrow from every bone. Yeah, I feel bad, you know, saying it, but I mean, there's a certain line we have to draw where these situations have to just be what they are. And the funny part is, and this is just my cynical. Uh, view of life and my odd skewed thing it's only because of how old she is that we care and uh and it's it's our fear of growing old and having nothing that will make it all refund how many people have the i made a terrible decision and we just go what an idiot but when it's an old person you're like oh they're helpless they're not helpless predatory yeah predatory in a way but it's i mean basically what she would have done here with this guy from when you listen to her talk, she was going to give it to the church anyway. How come they're not predators? How much do they get? Yeah. The other ones already pran old people. How about uh, home shopping networks that do 5,000% markups on all those things that they target? And South Park pointed this out, and it turned out to be a true fact because those dudes always look at it. Uh, they make the most money on home shopping networks, QVC, and all that kind of stuff on. Uh, on the day that uh, federal money, what do, what do they call that? Social security checks yeah. go out. You can see it, uh, the it, numbers it, it spikes. spikes every time because when they get money, they lure them in with those terrible amethyst things that are like a Just buck. Just like paydays. Um, you know, you see the yeah. checks come in. 
That yeah. was that was like in the uh, when I used to DJ at bars, like the first and the fifteenth. It was yeah. slammed because yeah. that's checks came in. Checks yep. came in yep. and people spend. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Rally Sally to a certain degree, but I don't want to. I don't want to get into the habit of paying back everybody who's ever cut holes in books. That's on. Hopefully, you. she has family support. I didn't. You know, it sounds like she doesn't, but. Yeah, it is, and it's the irony She's of it all. She's some grandkids this Christmas. Yeah, the Christmas is not going to be good if Rally Sally's your grandma. You're going to get a lot of pages of books that are that say, I love you. <laughs> I can't you. read it. <laughs> what is this, half a page of a book? I cut up a lot of my books, and this just says, I love you, grandma. <laughs> of all the flags she waved around, not one time she looked across and saw that big red one in her face. Crazy. Now she's waving a big white flag. Now she's, now she's surrendering. <laughs> I want to know if the colonel sent her any gifts. I don't know. And he wasn't a colonel. Let's not piss colonels off. I think he was a sergeant major. I don't know what he was. He was something. <laughs> I just went with the general. Yeah. Uh... Scott Haynes says, all that money sent over and cut out all those cat fancy magazines. That's tragic. <laughs> she's just cutting up cat fancies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a rough one. That's a, uh, that's a story that's in the valley that I kind of, and I feel bad because I kind of laughed at it, but. Rally Sally. And she's got notoriety. Would we care if she didn't? How many people that don't have the notoriety would go on TV and say that I'm like, dumb old lady? But, oh, that's Rally Sally. She's very nice, but. And then the other thing I saw in the news yesterday, which I thought was hysterical, is that the FDA says, hey, abortion pills, we can mail them to you now. Go get them. Yeah. And, I, and that's fine. However you feel about that's one thing or another. But I saw a bunch of ladies on the news celebrating. And I'm like, what were you planning? Like, why are you so happy about that? You're not pregnant. Like, you're not in trouble right now. You plan to be in trouble so you can get that abortion. Cool. Look at these whores. Yeah, that's kind of what I found. Like, these sluts are celebrating abortions being through the mail now. Like, you've got a, a big weekend plan to just spreading and taking. I love the idea of having abortion pills in the mail. I can do whatever I want now. That's a weird thing to celebrate. I'm you getting 90 days. One. Yeah, you shouldn't want one, right? I don't think you should want an abortion. It should be available to you, but you shouldn't want one. There's a real fine line there to celebrate it. Like, now yes. you don't have to do the drive. Yes, I can Amazon deliver that overnight, and I'm a Prime member. No shipping. Yes. Overnight? Oh, my God. Put it in me today. No repercussions. I can burn these ovaries up because the mailman. Is he just standing out there by the mailbox? How you doing? Uh, what's going on? Hey, mailman, just make with the mail real quick. I got something brewing in my belly. I got to burn out. <laughs> Give me them pills. Give me them pills. Yeah, what are you celebrating? Woohoo! Abortion pills. Okay, weirdo. It's whores. Brett's right. Yeah. That is, the, and that's why the rap for the ladies who are real in real trouble. That's why I always say it. Abortion. It's your choice, whore. I'm on your side, but at the same time, if you're celebrating them and got a punch card. Knock it off. Oh, well, your next one's free. It isn't birth. <laughs> abortion is not birth control. It's designed specifically for people who are in a, a, it, are in a rut and it have a It does kind of feeling that way. Yeah. That well, that is birth. When you're like, yeah. hey, you can send us pills, and they're pumping yeah. fists and slapping high fives when they get the news. I'm like, you ladies were going to take loads and loads this weekend and uh, not care. <laughs> I mean, it eliminates a responsibility thing to go, eh, I'll just have a man over the old. Case. The old Abort pill. <laughs> and that is, by the way, Mike Abad's real name, Mike Abort. I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah. <laughs> did not. Hard to see on our Christmas cards. but Yeah, so I don't know what they were celebrating, but I giggled hysterically as I 
fell asleep at the H and H ranch watching the news last night. The abortion pills are going to be available in the mail, and ladies' arms are woohoo! Like that is a gaggle of easy ladies right there. I just want it to be as easy as punch and delivered through the mail. When I got the breaking news notification on my phone, it was like the party favors. Yeah, the iPhone. <laughs> the fireworks. <laughs> you know how easy it is to just unload that unwanted. And I liked what Jeff Dye said. I think every guy deep down is kind of an abortion supporter. Because if the wrong woman came to you and said, I'm pregnant, your mind will change. I don't care how religious you are. You weren't that religious. Nope. That, you weren't so religious that you didn't stuff seed in somebody you shouldn't have. That's when I love. You turn to God and say, it's wrong to do that. But it wasn't wrong to hose that chick in the back of the Ultima. <laughs> you know, it wasn't wrong to just, whoops, sorry about that. I got a little excited. Well, now I might be pregnant. Well, we got to keep that. Well, we're not religious right now. Well, I'll be forgiven for this, but I can't kill a baby. No, I didn't know that. We should have talked before. Yeah, I should probably know your name, too. Anyway, God bless. It was a fun night. I'm going to deliver those abortion pills to just about everybody I know, by the way. I'm going on Amazon doing the gift package deliveries to, and just, just screw up marriages all over the place. <laughs> Honey, what's this? I don't know. What is it? Ordered abortion pills. Who's what? Rally Sally? <laughs> Who is Rally Sally? Sending you? There's in a book. I opened a book and it was cut out and there's abortion pills in it. $100,000. I, I appreciate one half of this book. I'm going to need more books. <laughs> I don't know. The whole world's gone to hell in a handbasket. Merry Christmas, everybody. You, and Brady, you're probably the kindest one in the room. You want to send money to Rally Sally. But you're also somewhat frugal, so I don't know that you would do this. I'm not feeling the uh, spirit move me that direction right now. She's become kind of a a somewhat notable person in Phoenix. Uh, And now she's that person standing on the overpass that you just kind of look at your radio and ignore that they're there. Like, I know you've had a hard time, but I don't need to know about it. Everybody's got trouble. But if you feel like helping Rally Sally, Channel 3 will take your money. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Hell no. (laughs) And that's what I think. I got my own parents to pay yeah, attention. Exactly. You know? I don't know what I don't know what kind of scam my mom's going to get involved in soon, but I know it's coming. My mom's going to Fox News says send us your money. I think my mom's going to send all of her money to Fox News. I was at my mom's once, and she had a Folgers jar with cash in it, loads of it. Like, what's this? I don't trust the banks anymore. Oh God! How much is in here? I'm Good not move. Telling like, Good let's, move. Let's let's get this straight here. Speaking of those pills, Michael just hit us up and says, I can't wait to hear about all the lawsuits of women using UPS and FedEx and all that because the pills got there late and now they have a kid. <laughs> Missed deliveries. Right. The, I didn't get my pills and now look, <laughs> I have to raise it. It says, remember when going postal only affected the people who were already alive? <laughs> now the post office is getting you before you even come out. Smart. Nice job, Thomas. Yeah, that one got me. That one made me giggle, like, hysterically. Because the absurdities of life are all I care about. I'm only here for the show, Brady. I'm only here for the it's the, the entertainment. It's release from the pharmaceutical company. That got, We're approved! <laughs> we did it! We're in! <laughs> and what is Planned Parenthood probably mad? Because this cuts business. Which is really weird when they have to have, we've got to tell our board, we're, gonna, we're, we're down 20%. We need these whores back in here. <laughs> this goddamn mail order, mail order abortion. What's going on out there? Our business is down. All They're those, going to be upset. All those people protesting out in front of Planned yeah. Parenthood are going to be pissed now, too. They're just going to be at the post office. They're going to be at UPS. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, Brown! Had been, what can Brown do for you? <laughs> yesterday had to have been the biggest uh, pill news between that and then the huge thing they're talking about, the 
all the fentanyl pills. They, oh, my the God. Giant oh, yeah. Bust. Yeah. But what, you know, and they're saying it's a Sinaloa, 40 people yeah. arrested, huge ring. There's enough fentanyl in there that could kill yeah, hundreds like of Half thousands. the population of Arizona could die from what they found if it was manufactured. Isn't that insane? It's crazy because yeah. they also had the powder to make more pills. That's what that's what And all I think yeah, four million. is it was an offering. Here, take this, and then all. I wonder how much stuff is coming through every time oh. those big busts happen. That's not like what you're saying is that's not all of it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we found. How much is out there? Because if yeah. they found in one space enough to kill four million people, how much is what uh, happens? What don't we know about? Everyone heads over there. Yeah, it seems that way. It's like Crazy. here's a huge thing. It's a big bust. It's a big bust. But it makes you realize how much is actually out there. Because they had enough powder to make pills that would kill half the population of Arizona. We're roughly about seven and a half million, I guess. You, you think about like three, three and a half, four million people dying from just that find. That stuff's everywhere. Let alone that if it wasn't busted, that that stuff's <laughs> yeah. you know what's getting fa- out there. If that many people are using it. I have a friend who has recently had more issues, but he stopped doing drugs because of fentanyl. It's not stopping them anymore, but he's stopped doing drugs uh, for a while, at least a couple of years ago. This stuff's too scary. It's in everything. And I'm like, well, that's good then. And he goes, yeah, it got me off of it. Hmm. Eh, it didn't last, as most drug addicts have that problem. You kind of root for him to turn it around, but that's scary. Yeah, four, four million Arizonans could have been killed. Not, you know, they make it seem like we're all going to take yeah, it. The equivalent. But that's, it made yeah. enough to kill four million people, which they keep saying. That stuff's all over the place. So be very careful if you're a drug addict or if you're in the meth business that you're not laced with fentanyl. And to a certain degree, half of me says, go nuts. Let's get rid of that. Pro- let's get rid of that problem. Because, yeah, again, you could, uh, I've always said this. You could legalize heroin tomorrow. I'm not doing it. Being legal is not what's going to make me do that. No. Being afraid of Black D has kept me off heroin in a big way because I don't want to go to jail for it. <laughs> that kept me just, off the pot. Did you just give a precaution to meth producers? Yeah. I did, and then I said, and you could also die. I don't care about either side. I'm indifferent. They're taking precautions anyway? Some. <laughs> they're not lacing it with fentanyl. You're thinking Heisenberg. I don't think there's any of those. <laughs> there, there are plenty of meth people who are like, I don't want the uh, fentanyl in this. <laughs> like, they're worried about it. But I'm just saying, if you're, cook. if you're on the meth, just, you know, back of the mind, when you have a cogent moment and you're not seeing leeches all over your skin, <laughs> think to yourself, <laughs> you know, is there fentanyl in this? This could kill me. Well, you're not thinking about it with the meth. And then the other side of me says... Go nuts, because we'll get rid of the problem that way. That's my thought from jump. Go nuts. Yeah, let him, let him me have, too. That's why I want to legalize uh, all drugs. The people who are doing it are the same ones that will do it. You're not going to have Brady all of a sudden go, hey, heroin, I was at the heroin store. It's gave, legal. Gave it a run. Right. Brady's <laughs> not going to do heroin. I'm not going to do heroin. I'm not going to do coke. How long's pot been legal in this state? I have not. I've had foot in a dispensary. Nope. Plenty of opportunities to do coke, uh, being in the world of yeah. music and stuff. I have no interest. Zero. Yeah. None. It scares me to death. You can do it if you want to. I think it's dumb. But if you legalize it, it's not. I'm not all of a sudden going, well, it's legal now. That's the only thing that's been keeping me from wanting to chase the dragon around. I'm not doing it. But early, right, like uh, what, what about 20 years, 25 years ago? I had opportunities to do illegal. it then. Yeah, I yeah, kicked a guy out of my but, car. But I was a lot of that happens during that time, I guess. Sure. That's where, oh, experimentation? That's where, yeah. yeah. I was more afraid of it then than I am today. I think people who are... This is I, I truly believe this. I think people who are going to do heroin, the law plays no part in that. 
I think people who are going to do heroin are going to find a way to do heroin. I will say it does seem to ramp up from making it easier to to get heroin is a that's a different animal. Deep climb. That's a different beast. Right. That's a different beast. But again, my brain says the stuff that I take for pain is heroin. And I don't want to take this. Oh, it was the first shot yeah. I got in, yeah, yeah. in the hospital uh, yeah, they, know, 20 years ago when I was there. Two operations this year, and I was on the pain pills for a week and a half. And I cut myself off because I'm like, I can't rely on this anymore. I have well, to just, you had your back I have to just go too. through the pain. Well, that's true, too. Your the elk constipation. experience probably yeah. stopped you there. That bowling ball I tried to poop out that was afraid of the light. Made of wheat sins. Oh, that was the, I can you said you had to when chunk, I think of it. You had to chunk it up, and, and you it, seem uh, confused. Do you not know my story about okay, two so, guys with no. picks. It's it scrubbed his ceramic toilet. <laughs> so here's the fun of it. Uh, after my back surgery, I didn't realize I have a propensity with pain pills to get constipated. And when you have back surgery, you're not allowed to push your poop. It just has to happen. Yeah, aren't they supposed to give you stool softeners and all that kind Sometimes of stuff? Sometimes it doesn't work. Okay. One outweighs the other. The reason right. they give you stool softeners is because you get constipated from the pain pills. Okay. So day after uh, I'm from home from surgery, I have like the rumbling in the tummy and I go in the bathroom and a, uh, Babe Ruth's bat starts to come out of me. You know, the big 40 ouncer yeah. starts coming out and then it's like, nah, maple. I, I don't like light. And it goes <laughs> and climbs back in. I'm like, Oh, Lex steel. <laughs> this is what it's like. It went in. Why? It's yeah. You're to, imagining yeah. it. Brett. And then I'm like, Oh, and my stomach started to hurt. So I laid down and I got back up a couple hours later and it was two Lex Steels, and it's like, and they're fighting to leave the elevator at the same time. They get a couple, an inch or two out, and then they go, nah, I don't like, like, back in. It goes, I'm getting banged by my own stuff. The pine tar wouldn't let them out. Then I couldn't sit down because it was so large inside me. I couldn't make the 90-degree angle to sit, so I had to stand in the shower. And I'm like, this will work. And, <laughs> and, then, and then this giant bull elk puts its head out of my ass. <laughs> And it didn't like the light either, so then it antlers and all goes oh. right back in. I'm like, ah! Sending Megan off to Taco Bell. Go get me coffee and Taco Bell immediately. Just like, <laughs> let's get everything. I'm taking stools. I put a, a suppository in. Just adding to the granite. I put a suppository out or in, and it came out faster than a bullet. It made a noise when it hit the toilet. <laughs> and I'm like, what's bad? So finally, 12 hours of this, I'm standing over the toilet because I can't sit down. And you hear... Literally, this is what it sounded like. Coming out of me. Like this weird, dry carcass starts, it's poor, and it's like, oh! And it filled, it was bigger than the hole of the toilet. (laughs) So when I flushed, everything went, so I had to mash it up with a plunger, and it sounded like I was mashing up wheat thins. (laughs) 13. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Ah! I gave birth to a 10 pound bull elk. And 13 miners. Oh, same. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. The Peruvian miners oh. were, yeah, it was horrible. They all came piling out of me. It was awful. Man. It was, I'm not kidding, it was uh, the size of Brady's head. It was, uh, I, I crowned at about 30 centimeters. I'm not sure if that's a real thing or not, but it, it the most pain I've ever been. I wanted an episiotomy. I thought that would be the most necessary way to get this out. Cut me, Mick. Yeah. Cut me. <laughs> it's no good here, Rock. You're not going to make it. Oh, Mick, you got to get it out of me. You're going to lose this one, Rock. I'm not in your corner. It's a chicken. <laughs> it's an eagle. It was Kill me now. massive. I bet if you waited, it would would have been, I don't know. I don't want to exaggerate. 300 pounds? I'm thinking something like that. about, about that? It was the biggest thing I've ever been part of. So that heroin, I'm scared of heroin for that.
Because evidently that does that to people. And I'm never going to do drugs like that. That's silly. Two things I'm never going to do, guaranteed. Cut holes in a book and send cash to anybody and heroin. Those are, I, I promise you, it'll never occur, ever. And never say never. I'm man. saying never, and I mean it. Like, if I'm ever exacto knifing around a dollar bill, <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, what am I doing? I'm going to hang myself. I'm in, t- I'm in a drug deal. I'm in bad, I'm in bad shape. You're hoarding money? I'm in bad shape. If I'm hoarding them. I mean, she took the Chris Rock advice. Right. Which is hide your money in books. Yep. Because it's one of the best jokes he's ever told. He's like, that's what criminals, and he didn't call them criminals. Yeah. <laughs> won't, won't, they don't read. Won't read. They're not going to steal your books. Put your money in books. So she took that. So she's a, so Rally Sally's a racist, and she likes Chris Rock, which is a dichotomy. But anyway, Rally Sally, good luck to you. But you get no help from me. And the worst part's going to be somebody in the community, probably a Diamondbacks official, will step up. And give her like $25,000, get her back on her feet. Everybody will be like, yay. But really, it's rewarding stupidity. I just want to know what arrogant Gary Harper thought he was going to do. Track Why is Gary Harper dude? arrogant? He's just going for ratings. This <laughs> is a good story. Hey, we're talking about it. Arrogant Gary Harper. Now, arrogant Gary Harper comes from my interpretation of Gary Harper. Now, he's taking it to another level. I'm just calling him names. <laughs> this Nimrod. Because he always does the story about how he saved lives. And at the end, he goes, what happened? I couldn't get my money back. Then what? I called you. Then what? You saved the day. Who? What's my name? Gary Harper. Where do I work? Hey. Channel 3 on your side. That's right. How much did I get you back? $12,000. He ain't getting her money back. You got me believing in it. He oh, is. Yeah. Say my name, bitch. Oh, he is. And what's in your fridge? Because I'm growing at a crazy rate. <laughs> I got to eat everything in your fridge. Yeah, Harper sits on your couch and just goes, yeah, what's your story? And then you tell him, he's like, I'm going to try to get your money back. And then you're going to praise me. This is going to happen. <laughs> Nothing was going on until I met you. What's my name? Gary Harper. Uh-huh. Three on your side. Say it again, bitch. <laughs> anyway, I'm Gary Harper, and this month I got $20,000 back for a bunch of deadbeats. Back to you, Soretta. Thanks, Gary. You're getting a little cocky. <laughs> What'd you say? Well, I'm sorry. Gary Harper, three on your side. Say it again, bitch. He makes everybody say his name and where he works. Never like, hey, this was great. I'm glad I could help. What'd I do for you? You did it all. you goddamn right. What was going on before you met me? I was destitute. And now what? I've got money again. Who's to blame for that? You, Gary Harper. Say it again, bitch. <laughs> and now it's the Gary Harper. It's the. <laughs> in, the, middle of, uh, the in the middle of Rally Sally talking, Gary's head just floated up and said, that's enough of this old lady. You need a little Harper in your life. And then he floated off again. Gary Harper checking in. Still a badass. What's in your fridge? I think he raided Rally Sally's fridge. You got any sandwich meat? Ain't nothing well, left in there. I don't understand. What are you talking about? Yeah, she it's sold a can it. of spam. That's he about up, it. He opened up her books and he found some Oscar Mally deli meat and <laughs> some Budig. Some Carl Budig. I was going to mail that off to the Marine, but. Anyway, you're going to mail him sandwich meat? I'll take all. I'm a voracious appetite. <laughs> I'm, rather, I'm rather unpleasant physically, but I'm going to sit on your couch and stare at you until you say my name. Anyway, I'm bored with your story, old lady. What do you need? I need 100 grand. Gary Harper's on that. Thanks. Say my name. Gary Harper. <laughs> Dude likes himself. Those stories are phenomenal, though. And, he, and you know what's funny about Gary Harper? I've noticed this, too. When Three on Your Side does a story, like if Brett, let's say Brett's in trouble, Gary Harper will go in his house and go, tell me, tell me your tale. Tell, tell Gary Harper your tale. And you tell Gary Harper the story, and he's like, I'll be right back. And he makes a couple phone calls to like a deadbeat plumber or a landscaper that screwed <laughs> the guy. And then when he comes back, nobody ever lets him back in. The follow-up is always on the porch. It's almost always like, all right, Gary, that's enough. No more. Last time he came in here, he ate everything. 
We were out of food for like a week. <laughs> Too much, Gary. So just, just don't I, let him in. I, I, just, I brought my camera crew and myself. And, uh, you got to do the thing where you say my name. All right, but you're not coming in. Notice that every time. I bet you they change it because people at Channel 3 listen. And I've made some drastic changes to their weekend morning show, and it's obvious. I think I'm, you'll, you'll see Gary Harper's stories change. They never let him back in because I think he eats all their food. I'm pretty sure the payment Gary has for getting your money back is that he gets everything in your fridge because he's getting huge. And you've signed the agreement? You signed the agreement. You understand that anything and everything that is in your pantry and fridge now belongs to me, the Gary Harper. Oh, Gary, we just went to Costco. Oh, man, that's five or 600 bucks. Do you want your money back or not? Yes, go ahead. Mom, it's where's like, the ranch dressing? Like when Slimer was in Sigourney Weaver's Gary fridge. <laughs> just pounding. It's just, just plates and food all yeah. over the kitchen. He's looking back. <laughs> Gary Harper's got to eat everything in the house, and then he can help us. Don't let him back in here. He's like Ricky Henderson, how he refers to himself. <laughs> I'm Gary Harper, the Gary Harper. How can Gary Harper help? Well. Say my name. Gary Harper. That's right. Anyway, I had a guy come by. I was supposed to fix my fence, and he never did it. I'll get on that. What's in your fridge? You're getting a little thicker. Maybe you can't fit in houses anymore. That's why they have to do all the interviews on the porch. <laughs> anyway, Rally Sally, we love you, but no. It's a long day. Uh, what's the last wake-up song of 2021, Brett? Uh, brought to you by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Got that last-minute Christmas shopping for the yeah. snowboarder, skier, or mountain biker, BMXer, whatever in your life. Josh and the boys got you covered. And if you don't want to do the shopping yourself, just roll in there, grab a gift card. They got it all hooked up for you guys. ActionRideShop.com, as well as on Instagram and all the other fun stuff. So um, I got to get the bike going. And uh, Brett said he's going to go snowboarding in the commercial. Yeah. So, I'm going to break my other wrist. Say goodbye oh, to Brett. Wow. Break my other wrist. He can't even stand up in Las Vegas without coming back with a cast on. I can't imagine what's going to happen. I'm want, Josh and the boys talking. wrists. Yeah. Just don't have any assistance when you go snowboarding. <laughs> no, Craig's not going. I'm going to go ahead and talk you out of that. <laughs> you need to – and it's the worst part is being a, a man in his 40s on the bunny hill. I've been that guy. I'm sitting there floating around with like four year old. Larry keeps trying to get me to go with his ditch day stuff. You won't like, go on, with them. You, but that's, you'll be on the bus with them? Yeah. And then you, when you're up there, you're going to be with a bunch of seven-year-olds because you'll be on that little baby hill falling oh, down all the time. Yeah. And then Larry and Josh will be like, Foom, flying over you. Woohoo! What's up, dude? Hey, guys. You're like Maggie Simpson, just constantly falling. <laughs> and it is hard to be the big adult there. But, but doing the show in a full body cast? Yeah. Be kind of yeah, be pretty uh, good. My friend Joe talked me into that. He goes, "You don't need to do that. First day out, you just you conquer it from the top." And he took me to the hardest hill in Flagstaff, like one of the Black Diamonds. I, it was a diamond stuff, of yeah. some type. And he goes, "Just that's fall down a lot. Move. Just don't, you know, go sideways." I'm like, "All right." And then I caught a little speed. I'm like, "I'm doing it." <laughs> and then the front end of the board went into the snow, and I twisted my legs. Didn't <laughs> two ankles gone. I'm like, I should have stayed on that bunny hill. They were swollen. I looked like I had. Big grapefruits for feet. I'll dominate that bunny. All right. Knock it cold. All right. So uh, on the list, <laughs> uh, Bad Religion, Metallica, Firehouse, uh, Deftones, Alice in Chains, Hollywood Undead, Turnstile, Steve Miller, Take the Money and Run for Rally Sally, uh, <laughs> Rammstein, Disturbed, and then uh, somebody hit us up for uh, Frank Stallone on the page wow. in honor of my You're shirt. in the Staying Alive shirt. Yeah. It's probably the most memorable moment of the year as far as wake-up songs go. Hey, you know, I'm not going to complain about that. And it's far from over. It is. I'm talking about COVID. The president told us we're all going to die. <laughs> is that a cover of Loverboy that Candlebox did? Uh, that I don't know. I never... Turn Me Loose? Candlebox I never heard of the song. Turn Me Loose. I don't know if it's the same one. Gotta do it my way. Let's see. There's Betty White. And Hall & Oates again. 
I was going to play it for Larry. For Larry Fitzgerald, yeah. she's gone. I don't know. Did co- I don't think Candlebox covered Turn Me Loose. That's got to be their well, own. Ha- oh, here it is. It's, it's not the Loverboy one, though. Probably got a commercial. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get that Giga Blast in there or whatever the hell that's it. Yeah, I didn't. I think they covered this. Cover of it. it is? Yeah. We're going to play it then. Oh, my gosh. Shut the front door. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.